0: Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Today, we are going to be doing a very deep exploration of a single topic. Yes. A very specific topic.
1: Mm-hmm. We love to be able to dive into super <laughs> specifics on this show now that we've covered so many basics.
0: Yes. So, in honor of the 10th anniversary of of the smash international hit song, Gangnam Style. We're going to do a deep dive into Gangnam Style. Like, what was it? When did it come out? why like how did it blow Mm -hmm. up around the world and why and like
1: yeah for many people I think Gangnam Style was their first exposure to K-pop or even like Korean media of any kind I know at least like in the United States that was the case I think it was true for me too because I didn't really start listening to it until 2013 Mm -hmm. and so Gangnam Style came out in 2012 um so it, we just needed to know, right? Like, yeah. this is, like, what was the, let's document the phenomenon that it was because it truly did take over the world in a way that I think we haven't even seen a song do since or before. I think yeah. like it set a lot of records, it made a huge splash. So we're going to commemorate it.
0: Yeah. Um, and just because like we have talked about Psy and we've talked about this mm-hmm. song and some of the stuff a lot of times before, but we are going to treat this episode like it is a total like independent standalone, standalone mm-hmm. so that if someone's scrolling the podcast apps is like, I want to know about Gangnam Style, like. We're going to like go way back to yeah. basics mm-hmm. for this one.
1: Yes, no prior knowledge necessary, but we have discussed some of the things we're about to bring up in previous episodes, especially like in our 2001 like deep dive and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah.
0: So, let's get into it. Let's do it. So, Gangnam Style was released on July 15th, 2012. So, mm-hmm. 10 years ago this week, which is very which is a little bit crazy. Like that already, it like feels like it wasn't that long ago, but then looking at so much of this stuff for this episode, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. Wow. This was like a different time in the world.
1: Mm -hmm. 2012. Very different time for sure. Very different time.
0: So let's start at the very beginning and answer the question. Who is Psy?
1: Yes. Uh, Psy is a stage name. I think we talked about that in our stage we name sure episode, did. but his birth name is Park Sung. He was born December 31st, 1977. So currently he's 44, which means he was about 34 when the song came out.
0: That's how old I am. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my okay. God. Wow. Look how funny. Yeah. Um, and he <laughs> was born in the Gangnam district of Seoul in South Korea. So this song is about like his hood. Yeah. Um, and he is a rapper, singer, songwriter. Songwriter and record producer, he debuted in January of 2001 with his first studio album, which was called "Sigh" from the Psycho World. And he's currently the founder of the label P Nation, and most recently released his ninth studio album called "Sigh Ninth" um, just like a month ago. So very recent stuff for Sigh. He's still a he's still an artist. He's not a one hit wonder. He was also well established in Korea before Condom Style came out. So, even though that was like his viral global hit and definitely launched him onto the world stage, like he wasn't globally famous before Condom Style, but he was already well established and continues to be very famous and well established and popular in Korea.
0: Yeah, I did see like a lot of like clickbaity, like YouTube. Videos and like articles that were like calling him a one hit wonder or like mm. implying that he came out of nowhere and disappeared, but like that is That's not, not the story, yeah. <laughs> um, but like size persona pre this song and mm-hmm. after this song is something like very specific, which is that he's like a bit of a controversial, like. Clown Absolutely. a little bit.
1: Yeah, even his high school teachers described him as a raunchy class clown, um, and he was pretty controversial from debut. His very first album, uh, the album sales were actually stopped after five months of its release because uh, it had to be relabeled as explicit, and it was prohibited from being sold to anyone under 19. Um, first, because of the lyrics of the title song, which was called Bird, um, they Korean government said it was too too inappropriate um, and then the photo book as well had like inappropriate photos of the, the article I read said that it contained photos of condoms nipples male genitalia and women's underwear alright so <laughs> that was in the photo book so it had to be stopped per explicit label on it and Sai had to pay a fine to the South Korean government for all of the cursing on just the one tra- it was only one track that they found offensive um, but his leads single, Bird, which is the one that was explicit and he had to pay the fines on, was really popular. So like, he debuted to pretty good success. Mm-hmm. His, sing- his lead single won eight music show awards the year it came out in 2001, um, from April to May. Um, and we've talked a little bit about the lyrics of this song, but size lyrics, I think, are a huge reason why the song was so popular and something that he, I think, continues to be known for. It's one of
0: his, like, trademarks that he's, like, excessively clever but, Mm -hmm. like, in a, like, raunchy way. Like, all of his music... Will contain like some very clever wordplay where it's like if you say it real fast, it sounds like swearing, mm-hmm. but in the lyric book, like it's actually something very innocent. Like yes. he's really, really clever in that way.
1: Yeah, and the song "Bird" Bird is being used as like a term for a girl, which I think is funny because it's like a it's like a UK yeah, slang a bird. of like that bird or whatever. <laughs> um, and so it is about a woman, but a woman who like loves or or leaves and or like cheats on you. And the lyrics are pretty harsh. Like, they're mean to the girl of, like, he wants her, but, like, wants to, like, make her suffer, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, like, kind of vindictive. Um, and the press named him the Bizarre Singer. That was, like, his title because of the blunt lyrics, the goofy dance moves, because it was, like, a high pace, like, a high-energy dance track like Gangnam Style. Like, that is... Mm-hmm. Gangnam Style is not an outlier when right. it comes to his type of music Mm -hmm. like it very much fits into the rest of his discography um but because of his blunt lyrics goofy dance moves and unconventional appearance um because he was not only 34 he's kind of chubby he's not particularly like good looking and so i think he like doesn't fit the a
0: mold of typical like especially the first
1: gen idols who like they were creating that like this is what we're specifically looking for. And he doesn't really fit the check boxes they're usually looking for in lead singers. Um, so I think those three qualities are what, like if we're saying like what makes Psy, Psy, it's those three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think it's very interesting because like while Psy is like funny and clever and does not take himself seriously at Mm -hmm. all, which is like, I think a lot of the appeal is like the goofy dance moves are things that like Oh, maybe you should like be embarrassed. Yeah. But, like yeah, yeah. he's very shameless. Yes. And like, you know, has a good sense of humor, but he's not like a comedy. He's not like Weird Al. He's not yes. like making comedy music. He mm-hmm. was making rap and a lot of it was like very serious, mm-hmm. but he didn't take himself seriously. I think it's like, kind of comparable to, like, really early Eminem. Like, you know, he would make really goofy music videos or, like, dress up crazy and do Mm -hmm. little voices. And it was, like...
1: And super, like, over-the-top, exaggerated facial expressions. Like, he makes himself kind of the butt of the joke. Right. But without feeling, like, embarrassed. It's without being self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a very, it's a very specific vibe and I totally get mm-hmm. why it like made him so popular because it is, it's like very endearing. You're like, yes. this guy's having so much fun. Like whatever he's on, I want some. Like, Yeah.
1: And I think that that's why people really liked it and why he was popular from the beginning is because he sort of like invites everyone to like have a good time with him. And then people are just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's party. Um, And so he does describe himself as being K-pop. Some critics like now a days, I think I've seen people like post condom style, like say that he's more like comedic hip hop because he is a rapper. And we noticed like when we were looking through articles from 2012, that at the beginning, everyone was labeling him a, south korean rapper and then started to add then the k-pop, the k-pop label k-pop to it to come which was interesting it. um but yeah he so he does a lot of different a lot of different things
0: so where was a sigh at at this 10 years ago at the moment that this song came out like what was what was his public perception or like who was Saeed yeah, in yeah, this yeah. moment? Who
1: was he in South Korea already? So, despite having quite a few major controversies like in his career, at this point he had had multiple explicit albums, like his first two. Um, and even in the year that he was, that he debuted, he was arrested and served jail time for having weed. Um, and then he also had to, uh, he was accused of neglecting his military service. So, he had to serve twice. So, at this point, like he, is a controversial figure, but while all of those three controversies were happening, he also released five studio albums, all of which were pretty popular. He has multiple songwriting awards and music show wins for his previous albums. His first three albums, which were released from 2001 to 2002, made it into the top 20. And his fourth and fifth albums, which came out in 2006 and 2010 respectively, were in the top 10. One of them reached number two. Mm -hmm. So he's a popular, well-established artist. Um, In 2010, he signed with YG. He had previously self-produced his album. Albums. And then after his military service, he like couldn't afford to do it anymore. So mm. he signed with YG. Um, and he had just right before *Kangnam Style came out, he had just made a Japanese debut performance in 2012 on January 7th at the YG family concert. So he had only ever performed outside of Korea one time, but very well known within the country. Um, and so by 2012, he had released five studio albums, 22 singles, and 16 music videos. Yeah,
0: so not out of nowhere, not, not a, a one-hit one hit wonder. wonder. He had many <laughs> a hit. Yeah. And even though the man had been trying to keep him down, like, the people still loved The people loved, it.
1: loved him. Yeah. The people loved him. So on July 15th, 2012, he released his first EP, which was called Psy 6, parentheses, six rules, comma, part one. And the title song was condom Style. Um, and this was originally slated as his sixth studio album. Um, that's why it's called Six and part one. But then the part two was just canceled. And it's <laughs> technically o- an, only an EP because it only has six tracks on it and the rest of his albums have at least like Way 12. More. Yeah yeah yeah. Um but he said in an interview um in 2015 that he canceled part 2 because of the popularity of Crimson right. style like he was so it he was so busy afterward and then he just decided to like I want to vent and restart, uh, like start fresh with my new lucky number seven. And so he just like scrapped all of part two and like left part one as just, that's what it is. Um, But the album debuted at number one in Korea and sold over 100,000 copies in that year, 2012. Um, He won 20 show music, 21 music shows between August and January of 2012, mostly from Music Bank and M Countdown. So the song was very popular in Korea, first. Um, and then it exploded. So before we get into the explosion,
0: let's take a moment to like look at the song and the music video and all the pieces of it mm-hmm. before we see how popular it ended up getting. So the song itself, like a lot of Western critics immediately compared it to like LMFAO, mm-hmm. which was at the time the only group kind of making that style of dance music. Yeah, I guess. Of, like
1: house... Party rock. Yeah. Party rock. They <laughs> exactly. were making... That's
0: what they were making. Party rock.
1: Um, and they always had, I think, too, another comparison that fits, I think, is the super brightly colored music videos, the lack of taking yourself very seriously, and the sort of... It's the, like, goofy dance moves and kind of, like, comedic elements. Mm-hmm. Like, I do see a lot of the comparisons in the sense that, like, LMFAO is probably the only... A U.S. artist they could yeah. have compared it to at the time yeah yeah
0: yeah. but I feel like one of the greatest elements of the songs is this like warped pulsing backwards noise that goes throughout the whole thing like yeah it just makes you like wanna move yeah, yeah, it, yeah. like I think about there's like there's a really terrible Zac Efron movie about DJs. Uh, Oh my God! Yes,
1: I didn't watch it, but I remember. We are your friends is what it is
0: called. But there's like a part where he does a really long poetic monologue about like syncing up music beats to people's heartbeats or whatever. And then like, that's what gets them like real into the music. And like, yeah, this song just is like, so driving that like, you kind of can't help, but like wiggle a little to it. So mm-hmm. I get why it was so addicting. And I also think that the main like drop the like eh, 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 drop mm-hmm. Gangnam Style, like that is just so classic, like early tens EDM, like, It just follows the formula like Mm -hmm. so nicely.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, But the lyrics of this song... Uh, our side describing the type of woman he's looking for. For example, he says a girl who covers herself, but is more sexy than a girl who bears it all. Mm. So he's looking for like a specific time, like a, what are the, uh, what
1: lady in the streets, freaking, freaking the the sheets sheets kind of a thing. That's what everybody wanted those days. Right. (laughs) While also
0: describing himself, the kind of man that he is, he says like a guy who has bulging ideas rather than muscles. (laughs) Um, so he's just like trying to the whole song is just like, yeah, hey, sexy lady. He's just like yeah. saying, You're you're a girl, like a girl I want, and here's the kind of guy I am. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. main lyrical content of the song. But Gangnam style itself is referring to Gangnam, which is a district in Seoul that is mostly full of like businesses Mm -hmm. and really expensive clubs and restaurants it's really expensive to live there it's just kind of like a fancy part of yes
1: and the people I think who do live there are very wealthy and like the chill they're like people who own like corporations and businesses and restaurant chains and then like their children create like a class of like heiresses and stuff that it that Of
0: spoiled, chable, trust fund kids, of which Cy is is one, one. which I think Mm -hmm. is important to note.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, he definitely has, like, an everyman persona, and that, you know, he does. he's kind of goofy and doesn't take himself very seriously, but he is extremely privileged and, like, grew up a completely different life than a lot of people because Mm -hmm. his dad has a lot of money.
1: Yeah, his dad owns a corporation, and his mom owns, like, multiple restaurants, so, like, he is a Kangnam boy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has compared the Gangnam district to like Beverly Hills because of Mm the like environment of it or whatever but he says that the main point of the joke in the song is to claim himself Gangnam style while everything else around about him and the song and the dance and the music video is just not high class at all so that's why it's funny um, because he says quote people who are actually from Gangnam never proclaim that they are it's only the posers and wannabes that put on these airs and say that they are Gangnam style so the song is actually poking fun at those kinds of people who are trying very hard to be something that they're not.
0: Yes. And I remember like a very, my very specific early Gangnam style memory is we used to back when we lived in Austin, we had a standing Monday night date at the same Mexican restaurant. And I remember one time being like, you know, this song that everyone's talking about. I read a really interesting article about it. And the article was about how South Korea has like an extreme culture of debt Mm. to like a really detrimental degree because I don't know if it's like this in other countries, but like, if you go to like the grocery store in South Korea and buy a $5 bag of chips, you can finance it and pay for it in like four payments. Like they'll let you finance anything wow so a lot of people like live deeply beyond their means and have like crazy amounts of debt but like they still want to show off and seem yeah, like they're they doing have, well like, the
1: brands and all of these things yes so mm-hmm. like
0: i think that was another thing that cy was kind of trying to poke at with this song of like yeah. people pretending to be rich while they're like drowning in debt mm-hmm so the music video, which I think is obviously a huge, 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 huge part of the phenomenon of all of it. Like Definitely. they played the song on the radio and everyone liked the song, but I think the, the music, music video, video has yeah. so much
1: to do with it. Because that's where it truly went viral. Yes. Like the video itself set records, which we'll get into.
0: So the music video, like we talked about earlier sort of shows moments of Sai looking like a phony. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, there's a part where it seems like he's at the beach and you zoom out and he's actually just at the local playground or he's in fancy rich guy environments, like a horse stable or a tennis court, but he's acting foolishly in a tuxedo yeah. and he doesn't really like fit in, mm-hmm. you know? So this music video has notable guest stars. Um, Hyuna, who at the time was a member of 4Minute and had debuted as a solo artist in 2010. Mm-hmm. She was very young, and the hot, she was the hotness. Um, also in the music video is Yoo Jae-suk, who is a very beloved comedian and TV personality who's hosted, like, 50-plus shows in his career. Like, he's a staple mm-hmm. entertainer. Yeah, As well as a comedian named No Hong-chol, who does this pelvic thrust dance in his one scene in the music video. It's very impactful. Yes. <laughs> uh, but this was supposedly his signature dance that he'd already been doing pre the music video. And it was like, Si asked him to do his
1: dance in the mm. music video
0: and they call it the Jojil dance, which means low quality.
1: Yeah. So, so that fits with his like cheap guy in a fancy yes. suit. Yeah.
0: Um, And then also, there's a child named Hwang min who was seven years old when they filmed the music video. So now
1: he's 17.
0: (laughs) And he had appeared on Korea's Got Talent. He did, like, a Michael Jackson impression. And the story I read was that, like, Sai was watching TV, like, the day before they filmed the music video and saw the kid and was like, I need him. And they, like, got in contact with him and, like, figured out how to get him to the set so that he could have this little dancing mini sigh in the music video. Adorable. Um, All right. So let's talk about the music, the music video itself and all of the like little scenes Mm -hmm. and elements that we get in it.
1: Yeah, it was filmed, I read, in just 48 hours. And it includes so many different locations. Um, I read that only two of which were actually in Gangnam. But then I read another article that was like, the whole music video was filmed in Gangnam. But I was like, mm, I don't I don't think, so. think that that's true. Because I feel like it's yeah. a very
0: inward part of the city. And there's like river stuff. And there's like yeah, other yeah, things yeah. that I think are like not. And the subway, I checked like the subway scenes. That's not Gangnam Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, and like... Like, and I I laughed because like the article that said like only two of the places are actually in Gangnam was like a like Korean like place. And then the article that was like 48 hours filmed all in Gangnam was like American. And I was like, <laughs> mm, I think this one is probably so more I'm correct. Gonna trust. I'm going to trust. Only two actual on the site locations.
0: So we open up on our playground set, and Sai is wearing pink shorts and a white tuxedo short shirt and a little beach chair, and you see the reflection in his sunglasses, and it's like, oh, he's on the beach, but we zoom out, and he's on a playground, and our little Huang Min Wu is wearing like tracky bottoms and a little white tank top and doing his little Michael Jackson dance like, around Sai. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the horse stable set and I was wearing like a black tuxedo with a white undone bow tie Mm -hmm. and dancing around the horses, which is the, uh, cartoon image of the album cover Yeah, was the same like cartoonized version of him standing with the horses on either side Mm -hmm. in their little stables. And then my personal favorite part of the music video (laughs) is the wind tunnel section Sai and two dancers and the dancers in the video are wearing like white halt like flowy halter necky kind of dresses that are completely backless and then like little silver shorts. Mm. Um, And then him and these two girls are dancing very seriously towards the camera while trash yes. and <laughs> foam and all of this stuff is just spraying at them. And I feel like that's my personal favorite it's part so of the video. Funny. It's, it's so It's so funny. good. Then we also have the sauna set and Sai is wearing a turquoise towel. And I tried so hard to find this towel because I want to know what the brand is because you can see that it says like girl exclamation point, but that there's a front half of the word and I mm, don't know don't what, know it, what it says, <laughs> but he's wearing the towel, like wrapped really high. Like a girl yeah. would wear a towel mm-hmm. and he's leaning on a naked dude. And then a guy with like back tattoos is like <laughs> dancing. dancing. Um, then we have the like field slash underpass part where it's like the first time you see it, there's two young guys that are wearing like old man makeup and hanbok and they're on one of those like little wooden platform Mm -hmm. seats and playing traditional Korean chess. But then later in the music video, it zooms out and they blow up and they're like under the highway. It's like, they're not even in a field. Oh yeah. yeah, Yeah. Underneath the highway. It's so like a funny reveal there. Then we have our tennis court. And I love this one because Sai has like a light pink tuxedo jacket that I think is the prettiest of all the tuxedo mm-hmm. jackets he wears in this video. And he's just like making the tennis players dance around with him. He takes the jacket off, and you see that his tuxedo shirt is like a dicky. It's like not even Sleepless. a real shirt. <laughs> Um, I also love the tour bus set. It's like a very, there's like tour buses in Korea. They're so fancy. Like they all have like curtains and like carpets Mm. and there's like a, the way they look inside is just like so much nicer than like a shitty greyhound or whatever, but it's full of ajumas and disco balls and everyone is having a grand old time Mm -hmm. dancing around in the bus. Then there's the like Han River part and the Han River runs through Seoul. So Seoul is on either side of this river and there's like a million bridges that go across it. But there's also like a beautiful park that runs along both sides on every like... Mm -hmm. And so Ajumas are exercising and then hot girls in shorty shorts are doing like yoga and that's the scene where Psy like yells at a girl's butt which mm-hmm. also was a big like moment of yeah. the video that he just like screams at this butt in slow motion <laughs> it's great um, then in our parking garage set this is when UJ Suck shows up he's the one in the yellow full yellow suit and he's wearing like an ugly like bowl cut mm-hmm. wig and big white sunglasses and him and Sai have like a dance off in front of a red convertible um, then the subway slash subway station platform is when Hyuna enters the music video. So I like gets on a train and sees her and she's like ginger. She has like pretty ginger hair, but like almost no eyebrows and is wearing a sweatshirt that's belted. Mm. And she has like sparkly silver wedge sneakers, like her outfit in that subway scene. And all the dancers outfits in the subway scene are just like so deeply 2012 it's kind of shocking, <laughs> like the chonky neon yeah. jewelry. Because like, Sai
1: is just wearing like colored tuxedo jackets that could be like from anywhere. But then when you look at the like ladies in it, you really see the like 2012 of yes. it
0: all. Also the elevator scene as discussed earlier is when the Hong Chol comedian is doing his thrusty dance and Sai is laying under his legs. Mm-hmm. And this is truly like, six seconds of the music video but I feel like it was one of the most impactful like moments that people remembered but it only happens once like they never even cut back to him it's just like the one one time time. which is crazy that's the
1: power of his dance of his low quality dance
0: yes (laughs) and then our finale scene Seems to be it seems to be outdoors to me. I saw some article that like described it as a nightclub, and I was like, no, this looks like the outside of a building Mm. to me, but there's smoke and like lasers, so you kind of can't tell where they are. And Hyuna and Sai lead a group of about 45-50 people in various around the town costumes. Mm. There's like a chef and a construction worker and a waitress, and everyone's just sort of wearing. Like, uniforms. costumes. And they all do the dance. Mm -hmm. And that's Gangnam style. That's what we have in this music
1: video. It is quite a visual feast. Yeah. And I think Sai does that with... He's, like, known for his, I think, music videos, which are... There's so much to see. It's always really fun. There are a lot of guest stars in his music videos. Like, this, like I said, wasn't an outlier or whatever, Mm -hmm. but fit. Perfectly into the sort of like niche he's carved out for himself. Um, But the, in addition to the music video going viral and like being a very huge part of the songs appeal. The dance as well was a huge part of it. Everybody was doing this dance. Um, And I read in an article uh, with the New York Times that Cy had said when he was preparing Gangnam Style, he felt so much pressure because he he knew that his Korean fans had a lot of high expectations for his choreography. He like, bizarre dance moves is part of what makes him the bizarre singer, right? It's always been a thing from the very beginning. So he worked for over a month with uh, this choreographer named Lee Jusun. sun um, And they specifically, like every single day, tested a different cheesy, animal-inspired dance move um, before they finally chose the, the horse the trot horse that trot. it became. Mm. Um, and I looked up uh, Lee Chusun because he had been named as the choreographer, and that's not what you can't always find, right. like, who it was. And it was interesting. Um, he has been performing and choreographing for Psy uh, since the early 2000s. He's also a backup dancer, so he has been mostly, his two biggest clients were Psy and G.O.D., who okay. is another really big group in korea from like the first gen of k-pop and kangnam style won him a choreographer award at the gaon music awards Um, and the global success of the dance itself actually pushed him to become an activist for choreographers to copyright their work
0: and he co-founded
1: the korea choreography association to help choreographers do that i love that because of kongnam style i love that i know how I'm really glad he was able to like turn it into like activism and get a
0: bigger piece for all yes. the choreographers mm-hmm. and like yeah, yeah 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 because it was such an important part of the success of the song that like yeah the choreographer should be like should be getting benefiting their, from that yeah. success
1: absolutely absolutely okay so now let's dive into the phenomenon yes. we've seen all the components we talked about the song the music video the dance so the phenomenon here we go Um, this like I said it was released in July but it went fully viral in August of 2012 um, but had started to gain international attention by the end of July Um, T-Pain tweeted about it on July 29th and he's credited by the Wall Street Journal for having sent the video into the stratosphere quote (laughs) Um, so most people like trace the US explosion of condom style to this T-Pain tweet who was like, so this interesting, is and it was like retweeted thousands of times or whatever. I love T. I know we talk a lot mm. of like good shit about T. Pain. He gets on this blamed episode. unnecessarily for like we things respect that were not his in this we podcast. respect T.
0: Pain <laughs> in this house,
1: so. Uh, The song after being tweeted out by um, T-Pain peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. By September of 2012, um, it had won the Guinness World Record for most liked video on YouTube at the time, and it had topped the iTunes chart in over 30 countries by the end of the month um in December on December 21st 2012 it became the first YouTube video to reach 1 billion views um we mentioned in a previous episode that that actually caused YouTube to have to recode their counter like they had to change the <sighs> to way to get another that the digit added exactly. yeah exactly um so he knocks Justin Bieber out of like the most viral Um, spot which was a big fucking deal Mm -hmm. um and as of july 15th er, 2022 it has 4.48 billion views
0: i did the math on this yesterday because i was just so curious like i'm sure it it wasn't this steady but if you math it out out, that's 1.2 million views a day for the last 10 years that's
1: wild that's so nuts. And that kind of, cons- like like you said, I'm sure it wasn't that consistent, but like the staying power. Yeah. And like people, every- I saw on so many places all over the internet, everybody was talking about the fact that it was 10 years since Kangnam Style. Yeah. Like nobody had forgotten. No. Like everybody was still, still into it. Um, but so this viral impact was huge. Like that is to go from before before Kangnam Style Sai had never even had only ever performed outside of Korea. One time. And one time in like five months, he's everywhere. The song is everywhere. Um, and he was recognized. All over the world for this accomplishment, um, the South Korea Ministry of Culture Sports and Tourism recognized Sai for quote increasing the world 's interest in Korea and awarded him with a fourth class order of cultural merit. Uh, Open Gangnam Style, the quote, was entered into the Yale Book of Quotations as one of the most famous quotes for the year of 2012. The UN Secretary General uh, Ban Ki-moon called the song a force for world peace, and he met and danced with Tsai at the UN World Headquarters and told him, quote, we have tough negotiations in the United Nations. In such a case, I was also thinking of playing Gangnam Style dance so that everybody would stop and dance. Maybe you can bring UN Style. Wow. Uh, He also famously joked that uh, Psy knocked him out for being the, he was like, I used to be the most well-known Korean in the world. Now it's you. And I was like, Ban Ki-moon, I've never heard of you before, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) Uh, There were flash mobs of the dance all around the world, five of which had over 10,000 participants. There was one in South Korea, one in Indonesia, two in Italy, and one in France. Uh, the song won twelve awards between 2012 and 2013 in both Korea and abroad, including the MTV Europe Music Awards, the American Music Awards, Billboard Music Award, Billboard Music Awards, and the World Music Awards, where it won World's Best Song. <laughs> <laughs> The music video was uh, named the best music video of 2012 by Time magazine. It was on all of the end of the year lists as being super iconic for the year, for the decade, etc. cetera. Psy so performed in 11 countries across four continents just in the year 2012. So in those five it's months. Just, and it's just the end of it. Yeah, it's like, just the end. Like from August to December. I think that's even full August, September, October. No, it's five. Uh, five months, 11 countries four continents, way more than just 11 shows. Um, the song, uh, oh, you said it was officially Kids Bopped? It was officially
0: Kids <laughs> Bopped. Uh, if you were unaware what Kids Bop is, it is a music project that's been going for like 20 years now where they have children re-record popular pop songs mm-hmm. and like take out all the adult content Change all the lyrics to make them as kid friendly as possible. And then they are sung by kids. Um, and Gangnam Style was on Kids Bop 23. They removed the Hey Sexy Lady and they just say Hey Lady. Like they skip it. <laughs> and then the kids like do the whole song in very stilted Korean. They pronounce almost every word wrong, but like <laughs> they do it. Um and I also saw that on the season 4 episode 8 of Glee which aired in November of 2012. Wow, so that was fast. The Glee cast performed Gangnam Style. <laughs> So this, so this ended up on Glee and at the <laughs> yeah. end of it, one of the girls like passes out very dramatically. I was not watching <laughs> Glee anymore, so I don't know what, no. but I did watch this whole performance. Um, so yeah, they snuck it into the lexicon there mm-hmm. on Glee. And then I also, I feel like I've talked about this before because I've seen it in yeah. person, but we
1: definitely talked about it in our episodes, talking about our trip to Korea. Okay. I think- yeah. did we
0: see it in person? I saw it with Wade. I
1: don't know if okay, we went. We and may saw not. It. Maybe, Maybe we didn't. did. Because I feel like we did. I think we did. We see We must it. have because it's like if you're outside of where SM yeah, Coex was so Yes, we walked it by it there. when we went to the when we were finding the subway because remember, after we got a we little saw Kai. bit of lost. Yes, when we, <laughs> we were like, let's get out of here. Where's the subway? No, it's this way, and we had to pass by the hands. Yes.
0: Yeah, anyway. So in 2015, they erected an absolutely enormous, it's so
1: big, gold it's so big. statue
0: outside of the Gangnam Coex Mall. And I think I read that originally they wanted it to be a full gold statue of the cartoon Psy doing like from the horse, the, dance. The horse dance from the album cover. But then it was like walked back into being just two hands crossed in mm-hmm.
1: that little thing. Like cut off from the wrist. Yeah. So just, it's like just forearms the and like doing, hands. Yeah.
0: And on the forearms it says like, Ganam
1: style and like big things
0: and it's so huge and ugly and nobody knows why this statue exists (laughs) i found a korean article that was titled who wanted this (laughs) and they had interviewed like people in the neighborhood who said they didn't want it sai didn't want it he Mm -hmm. thought it was a dumb waste
1: of money and like totally antithetical like it was like i remember when that statue was put up and seeing people be like this doesn't the people who made this did not understand the song. Right. Like, they misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> right.
0: Um, but I guess it seemed like it was, like, a single city council person of Gangnam that thought it would just be a great idea. And so it's still there, I think. Um, but it's big and ugly and gaudy. But they wanted to, you know, commemorate, commemorate it. this
1: moment. It was a big moment.
0: Um, and I also noted that Gangnam Style was added to the video game Just Dance in Just Dance 4. In 2014. Mm, nice. So those are some places that it stuck in that moment. Um, but I wanted to take a minute to talk about all of the appearances that I then made all around the world from the success of this freaking song. Yeah,
1: because we we've talked in if you've never listened to any other episode of our show, we've talked a lot about the way that K-pop has spread from Korea to international audiences. And in many, many ways, like indisputably, this is like the biggest crossover hit that's ever happened. Like even previous, previous huge acts like Girls Generation, Wonder Girls, Rain, like BoA, they had tried and kind of failed to establish themselves in the United States. And then this song kind of overnight became what everyone was talking to, like local TV news hosts in fucking who knows where Minnesota are talking about condom style. Yes. And so this was a huge, huge difference in the amount of attention and press that a Korean artist had ever gotten before. And Psy made the rounds. Yeah. And I do think
0: like, I don't know if we want to get into like deep final thoughts right now, but I do think there was watching a lot of this. There is, there's a, there's something slightly upsetting about it. Because even though it, like, was a silly song and everybody liked it because he was silly, there is, like, a very deep othering Mm -hmm. about, like, every appearance that he made. Like they, he almost
1: never really got to talk. He speaks English fine. He went to college in the United States. He went to school in Boston. Like, he speaks English. Yeah.
0: But, like, he was being, there's a real, like, look at the weird foreigner Mm -hmm. thing about all of it. That is a little icky. But. Uh, The first time he appeared on American TV was in September of 2012. He came to the MTV VMAs um, and he did a little like dance with Kevin, like Kevin, he, Kevin Hart was hosting. And at Mm. one point between categories or something, Cy joined Kevin Hart and wordlessly just starts dancing around. Mm. And then Kevin Hart does the dance too. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, then two day a few days later, he taught the dance to Britney Spears on Ellen. Amazing. Which is crazy. And then uh, performed at the Today Show a few days after that. And then the next day, Seth McFarland, the creator of Family Guy, was hosting Saturday Night Live. And they did a sketch where Seth and Keenan worked at Lids, which is a store in the mall that only sells hats. Mm-hmm. and the premise of this sketch was that they were bored at lids and it was boring and they, they had this magic button and when they pressed the button the wall opened up and bobby Moynihan dressed as side just came out and said opa gangnam style everyone said gangnam it was yeah. so annoying and then would do the little dance and then they'd move on with the sketch and they did it a bunch of times and then the dancer showed up and then there was a horse puppet and then in the final button press Actual Psy mm. came out, so he made a little like cameo, cameo. on Fun. SNL, which is cool. And then he went back on Ellen a few days later. Mm. I couldn't find any video of that, but it said that he was on Ellen like twice in two weeks. Wow! So yeah,
1: all of those things happened in just one month.
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Then when we flashed to November, because I think he like went October, Australia yeah, yeah, and did he some went other around. stuff. They had the American Music Awards. And he got to perform, and MC Hammer introduced him, and Cy came out wearing hammer pants, like black, glittery hammer pants, which is a fun little... I thought that was cute. Did Gangnam Style. Everyone loves it. Uh, Then he went on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno later in November, and specifically that night, the audience was all military members. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, special. And then this was kind of a big deal and we'll come back to it in a second but yeah on december 21st he appeared on a tv special called christmas in washington and he starts he comes out on the stage and starts singing have yourself a merry little christmas and then like a few lines in he goes wait this isn't what you guys want to hear Then goes into Gangnam Style and the Obamas are like, yay, (laughs) Gangnam
1: Style. Yeah, because this is a concert (laughs) that happens at the White House. So the president
0: was there. Uh, Then he did Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve that year on Christmas Eve. Um, And then... Some of the later appearances in 2013 were more... He performed uh, his second single after this, Gentleman. Mm. But one thing that I thought was a crazy... There were a couple of crazy little moments... In January of 2013, he appeared on Betty White's Off Their Rockers, <laughs> which was a show where Betty White and old people pulled hidden camera pranks on people. Hilarious. And so there was just this weird little sketch where all the old people are trying to dance to Gangnam Style, and Betty comes in and is like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're trying to film a viral video. And she's like, I know who can help you. And she brings inside, but he's not wearing his sunglasses. So all the old people are just like, we don't need this person's help. We know what we're doing. And she goes, "Sai, put on your glasses." And then he puts on his sunglasses. And the old people go, oh, "It's Sai!" And then everyone goes, <laughs> "And they just dance." And that was it. Like he just appeared to do that. Great. And the other funniest, weird perform, uh, weird American TV appearance I could find was. Street magician David Blaine (laughs) had a special called David Blaine Real or Magic, and Psy appeared in this. They're in a music studio and they do a card trick where the card that Psy picks is literally under his own watch. Mm. Like he checks the deck and it's not there, and then David Blaine's like, Look under your watch, and it's there, and Psy's like, Fuck! And it like bleeps, and then they pan out, and Lenny Kravitz is still there. I was like, what is this? Why did this happen? (laughs) I have so many questions, but that was like just a weird little Uh, sigh appearance that I had to note.
1: Love it. David Blaine was a real thing for a while. He really was.
0: (laughs) Um, And then I also wanted to make note of all the times that I saw that he appeared on shows elsewhere in the world. Um, And I'm sure that this isn't all of them. This is just whatever was registered on IMDb. So I'm sure there are things missing, but... In France, he went on The Ondar Show. He appeared on X Factor Australia and performed. He did a French show called Le Grand Journal. (laughs) He was on the British talk show, The Jonathan Ross Show. Uh, As noted earlier, he performed at the MTV Europe Awards. And this stage is pretty cool. It's like one of those long tracking shots where he like started backstage and was like walking towards oh, yeah. the camera and then he comes to a line of porta potties and David Hasselhoff Bob bump- <laughs> jumps out of one of the porta potties and like joins him for a second. And then the whole stage ended with like a hundred people in the blue tuxedo jacket and sunglasses and Amazing. weird black wigs so that there were just like a ton of size. Wow. And it's very grand. And he took home an award that night. Yes he did. Uh he went on a show in Denmark called tough he showed up on the big fat quiz of the year which is like one of my favorite uk traditions i love watching big fat quiz of the year every year <laughs> uh, he went on two shows in brazil one called fantastic and one called painicona tv uh, he performed at the finale of germany's next top model hilarious he went on a show called Premia Moose in russia he appeared on britain's got talent and the Canadian Much Music Awards. I mean, so it was he wasn't just busy in the U.S.
1: Yeah, he was he was busy, busy. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this also doesn't include like the vast amount of press and promotion he did in Asia itself sure. as well. Um, because like I was reading of like when he was like traveling everywhere, whatever, and he was really just like bopping all around mm-hmm. the ab- all around the world. But in the midst of all this bopping around and before he had played, so when you were, it's interesting when you were like listing out the um, American appearances, he notably does not perform ever in October. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, so I wonder if that's like when this all all went down. But he did become a um, figure of controversy. A little bit of a pariah as it always, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is,
0: not unlikely when somebody suddenly gets like extremely famous, then people are going, who is this guy? And they go digging back and people found something about side that they did not like very much. And so he couldn't be everyone's favorite goofy anymore because, He said bad things. Yes.
1: So this takes us back all the way to 2002, which is the year after Psy debuted. So at this point, he has put out two albums and served a sentence for marijuana possession. Um, And in 2002, two U.S. soldiers were found not guilty in a court martial after killing two 14 year old Korean girls with a military vehicle outside of Seoul. And at a concert, Psy protested this uh, decision by smashing a toy model of a U.S. tank on stage with a microphone stand, and he joined the crowd in anti-American chants. So video of that performance started circling around, around October when this all began and bubbled to the surface. Then in 2004, a few years later, Sai and other South Korean artists performed at a concert that was specifically protesting the Al-Qaeda kidnapping and murder of a South Korean uh, missionary in Iraq. And they sang a song called Dear America, which was originally by a South Korean metal band called NEXT. Um, And the video of this resurfaces in late November, early December of 2012. And initially, the lyrics are translated as kill those fucking Yankees who have been torturing Iraqi captives, kill those fucking Yankees who ordered them to torture, kill their daughters, mothers, daughters-in-laws and fathers, kill them slowly and painfully. So that is what sort of launched this Psy Hates Hates America America controversy. So this video of this song, which was translated thusly, comes out. The original 2002 first protest gets resurfaced as well. But... Later translations and interpreters say that the song actually uses a non-translatable slur. They're not saying Yankees. They're saying something that doesn't have an English equivalent equivalent, to refer to Americans. But they are accusing Americans of killing Iraqis' family members, not calling for the death of Americans. I see, I see. They're saying Yankees kill Kill their daughters, 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 mothers, daughters-in-laws, kill them slowly and painfully. Not, let's kill the Yankees. But at that point, the damage had been done. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, And so on December 7th, 2012, Psy issued an apology for this decade-old anti-American sentiment. He said, quote, I have been honored to perform in front of American soldiers in recent months, including an appearance on the Jay Leno show specifically for them, and I hope they and all Americans can accept my apology. While it's important we express our opinions, I deeply regret the inflammatory and inappropriate language I use to do so. In my music, I try to give people a relief least a reason to smile. I have learned that through music, our universal language, we can all come together as a culture of humanity. And I hope that you will accept my apology um he continued to like promote around um but a petition did go up on the white house website to prevent sai from performing at the christmas special um but it got taken down with only 500 sig- signatures for violating like restrictions on the website or something like that um and his invitation was not revoked so he did in fact perform at the white house in front of the obamas
0: yes and i did find uh- a transcript of a Fox News segment about this like after he had already performed and it's just like very very gross and they're basically just saying like you're lucky we even let you hear you nasty foreigners Mm -hmm. like basically the sentiment of it and it was really funny that they were acting like they cared so much about Obama like he's standing in a picture with our president like y'all don't like him you don't get to claim him as your president right now yeah but anyway (laughs) that was like the big controversy of this moment like he blew up and then it was like
1: oh no yeah. he
0: hates america
1: and i wonder it's interesting too that like controversy seems to follow him around yeah. like what is this curse of his he's that just a every controversial time, guy yeah every time he he blows up somewhere like immediately cracked down with mm-hmm. like but you said this yeah people just don't like what he has to say yeah the man doesn't, no. at least. The people do. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, is the people love Psy, si and the yeah. man
0: doesn't like what he has to say. Yeah, very interesting. Um, but moving on, one of the other like hugest pieces of like impact that this song had was just how
1: exponentially it was parodied. Yeah, the sheer volume of dance covers, music video parodies, whatever the else like so many videos from every, every corner of the world that you could possibly think mm-hmm. of um but
0: in doing research i found that uh simon and martina who were this couple who are now divorced but at the time they were canadians who lived in korea and they had a channel called eat your kimchi and it was about like explaining to English speakers what it's like to live in Korea. And I watched their videos a lot way back in the day. Um, but they posted an English parody of Gangnam Style on July 23rd. Yeah. And that is seemingly the first mm-hmm. English parody that ever went up. But when a journalist co- like confronted them about it and like tried to credit them with it, they were like, oh my God, no, Korean people were making so many parodies of yeah. it. Like, We did not think of this. Mm-hmm. But they were like the first...
1: English one yeah. you know, on July 23rd. And so there were a bunch like of just like groups of people doing this like I said there were flash mobs all over the place too um but some notable parodies that I thought were just like worth writing down North Korea released a parody video called I'm Yushin Style on September 18th. This was a parody video that was mocking the South Korea ruling conservative party's president elect uh, Park Geun-hee and she later won the election and had Tsai perform Gangnam Style and champion at her inauguration as kind of like a fuck you, (laughs) like I won anyway. Um, I also saw that it was used in a lot of environmental activism. I think this Is just one of those moments of like different corporations and nonprofits and organizations latching onto a meme, capitalizing on the meme exactly. So, like Greenpeace had a campaign called Going Gangnam Greenpeace Style, the Green Climate Fund hosted in South Korea was called Songdo Style, the Philippines used a dance campaign against fireworks for it like all over the place. Um the CPDRC dancing inmates did a parody they video. They were a real
0: like if you'd never seen this, they were like a real big thing at this present time at this moment where yeah, it was in 2012 a, these inmates who would learn like all the viral dances yeah. or whatever i think the and,
1: first one they did was thriller and then they yes. started doing all kinds of they did ones.
0: super junior sorry mm-hmm. sorry too yes. but like yeah these big group dances and they would put up these videos of like hundreds of inmates in the same outfit like doing these dances and it like cheered people up i guess yeah like, in, a strange in a strange way, way. Mm.
1: um there were also like countless college campus covers like all over the place. Um, The MIT one includes a cameo from Noam Chomsky, which I think is funny. Um, The NASA students did a parody video at Mission Control Center in Houston. Soldiers from all around the world um, did one. I read that the Royal Thai Navy got in big trouble for doing theirs because Mm. it was like,
0: whatever officer was like, let's be fun and make a fun video. But then like the old fuddy up up the chain we're like you're making fun of our navy yeah. and they like all had to like publicly apologize Yikes. for it they didn't think it was fun um also the youtube rewind in 2012 this i feel like is barely i feel like people hate it now but in these early days of youtube youtube would put out a rewind video every year where they would invite all the biggest youtubers to make a video that like referenced every viral thing, like everything that was cool that year, they like smash it into mm-hmm. one video. So the 2012 one is a Gangnam style parody that features Psy and all these big YouTubers. And then later in the video, it turns into call me maybe, which we discussed as like, a that was the song, song he knocked off. It was the biggest song. Mm-hmm. And then it remixes into like call me maybe Gangnam style at the end of the video. They like combine the songs. Um, and then, yeah, just, I put in Gangnam Style parody on YouTube yesterday and like sorted it by popular. And then I just like scrolled for like 25 minutes and there's not a single thing you can think of in the world that someone did not make a Gangnam Style parody. Like farmer style, Afghan style, Minecraft style, Mormon style, like I'm surprised Mormons
1: were even allowed to watch it. I know. Like literally
0: (laughs) anything you can think of, people were parroting it. And all of those videos also came out in those last five months of 2012. Mm. It was like such a moment
1: that was contained in this really specific time Time period. period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happened. So it like truly burned like wildfire across the entire World. It was pretty, pretty wild. I feel like we can fairly confidently say that, like, nothing like that has happened since. Like, we haven't seen a single song dance craze like take over like that. I saw a lot of people comparing it in the Western media to, like, the Macarena. Yes. Because they, like, hadn't, there hadn't been a viral dance craze like that in so long. Yeah. Um, And something that just, like, took over everybody's hearts and minds. Yeah. And
0: it's the way that it took over everything, like, all like comedy and it was just a thing that everybody referenced. Cause you think like Despacito, I think like yeah. broke its record mm-hmm. of like views, but like that's just cause people were listening to Despacito there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not, but there getting, was not a like, dance. It like there's the no thing. parodies. Yeah. 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 It's not like on SNL or whatever. Right. Yeah. This was like its, ho- its
0: own, mm-hmm.
1: And I think also it came with the whole package, right? Because like the song itself, if you just listen to it, is immediately an earworm Mm -hmm. and it's like super fun. And it was very of the time, like catchy, exactly the kind of like fun pop craze music that was popular, but then it also has this excellent music video, which is really fun to watch. Very goofy, has so much different stuff in it that you like won't get bored halfway through. And then the dance is easy enough to do that like other everyone can learn it. And I, I don't know, like it's it just had all of the it had, it had sort of like a, of a trifecta of things. Yeah. yeah,
0: I feel like the reason that it was so easily parodiable. maybe single
1: ladies. Would be yes a, was that was also thing? like a yeah, thing yeah, yeah. because
0: uh, like I think when something in order for something to like go viral this way or to get stuck as a permanent piece of like a cultural lexicon is that it has to be like Really specific in a way that hasn't been seen before. Mm -hmm. And the Gangnam Style music video is so deeply specific. Like, he's wearing tuxedos, but also the video was for the most part filmed in real locations. Like, so when people were making their parody videos, they could go to a playground, they could go to a sauna. Yeah. Could, like it was really easy to recreate the video as a joke because there wasn't like the K-pop box video yeah, they didn't of need it, like
1: the set or whatever. It kind
0: of even feels like it isn't cheap, but the way that it was so easily parodyable, it's like, it, it couldn't have been that expensive mm-hmm. because they were just in like yeah, regular just like going locations. Town. A set yeah. was not built for this video totally. is I guess the point I'm making. Like it just happened in the world. So then it was really easy for people to get sunglasses and a joke tuxedo jacket Mm -hmm. and like make your farmer style video or whatever. And like the song itself, because it's wrapped, you can then make any, you can do your parody rap over it and make the rap anything Mm -hmm. you want because it was also in a language that the vast majority of people who spoke it or who heard it did not speak. Like, I feel like, for example, when we did our 2pm parody, Kelly Clarkson parody song, Mm -hmm. when we were writing it, we were trying to keep the original rhyme scheme Mm -hmm. of the song so that it would like sound familiar. But I feel like in people's Gangnam style parodies, it was just about keeping the rhythm. Yeah, And so it was really easy to like write any kind of parody over it because you're not you don't most people don't know what the original lyrics are yeah. to be like that doesn't fit.
1: Yeah, and they're really <laughs> just thinking instead about like okay, how many like syllables yes. can I fit into this or whatever as opposed to yeah, making sure that all the lines end in the same vowel or mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Um but yeah, I mean, I guess we're already sort of talking about it, but I, my only my wrap up thought is like yeah, what was it about this that mm-hmm. made it like such so a huge thing popular? And I do think that there was, like we said at the beginning, there is something so endearing about Psy's sense of humor, mm-hmm. and it's like something that's really hard to like tack down or replicate because the music video is very silly, but you don't feel like Psy is being silly. It's like there's a there's like a seriousness or like a a genuine. I don't know. There's Uh, some sincerity. Yes. Yes. Where it's not like Mm -hmm. he's doing this, like, aren't I so funny? It's like you just sort of feel
1: like, oh, he's just being himself and it's endearing and funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes across, I think, in his music and his music videos, performances, and also his interviews as, like, just a very genuine person. And so I think that maybe that's one of the reasons why his, like, comedic elements are pulled off the way that they are because like, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's not making himself the butt of the joke. Although he kind of is like, because people are like, he is goofy and like people acknowledge him and like call him bizarre or whatever. But it, like I said, it's not in a self deprecating way. And I think that makes a big difference of like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he has no shame about being a goofy older Slightly chubby singer, yeah. rapper guy, or whatever. He just like is who he is.
0: Yeah, and like I, yeah, I think that the like the the costuming of this is like so terribly specific, and it works in a way because like he's wearing all of these different tuxedos. They fit him perfectly. Mm-hmm. They like look really like I don't know. It's not like he's literally wearing a clown costume to do his yeah, like yeah, goofy yeah. dance. It was like he had a really specific vision for what it was going to, like, look like. Yeah. And like I said, that it, that makes it so iconic. Like, he wore sunglasses on stage, like, his whole career. So, like, mm-hmm. that wasn't a new thing for this. But, like, I don't know. It was, like, part of it. Like, tuxedo, sunglasses. Like, yeah. It just was so... It was so deeply specific. Yeah, I, like, he, it, was,
1: it was truly a well thought out whole package. Like he, I think at this point in his career was already a well established artist. I think he had been very meticulous in creating the his artistic persona at this point too, because like this was his sixth release and he'd always ever put out full studio albums. He's always done this sort of style of music as well. So like he knew who he was. And I don't know there's like there's some quote about like the only way to truly be cool is to not care about being cool and like maybe that's part of what makes size so lovable and like appealing by so many other people or to so many different audiences is that he does just sort of seem like a joyful guy who's like he's not trying to be I mean, the irony is that the song is about trying, trying to, trying be, to something be something that you're not. not but yeah. he's not trying to be anything that he's not. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, I don't know. He's just uh, charming. He is just, just charming. a charming guy. And yeah, I think
0: I get And I, everything about the song is charming. It's charming. I mm-hmm. think that is what it is because it's like on first glance, and I'm sure the reason why it went viral and why people were sending it to each other and why it went so viral was like, I don't think anybody had seen anything like it before. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a... I don't know. It's, like, not a particularly spectacular music video. But, like, it is somehow. And it was, like, on first glance, it's funny. But lots of videos are just funny. Mm -hmm. So, like, it had there was like a staying power and it is that yeah. the song is good or that it is genuinely charming or that you want to watch the video again to like take it all in more times or because yeah. if it was just funny, I don't think it would have, I don't think it would have hit like this
1: if it, mm-hmm. the whole thing was just a joke. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, cause it's interesting too. It's like, I mean, I know why single ladies was so popular because it's fucking Beyonce. And then it was like a fun, catchy dance that like a lot of people could do. And yeah, they like parodied and the it little on leotar- like and, the Yeah, the, the, iconic, pers- the like, black and white video on the Super leotar- easy to like- remake, mm-hmm. etc. Has a lot of the same components that we've discussed Gangnam Style is having. But then like, yeah, like why did the Macarena get to be so popular? Like that music video is also just like the guys singing and doing the dance in like a white room or whatever. But it was a dance everybody could do. And... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess in the United States, at least, like, when this came out, I can't really think of an artist who would be comparable to Psy, like, because he's not a weird owl. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't make parody songs. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he makes, like, original music. But... He was, you know, he's like a 30 something year old guy who's like making pop music and dancing like a fully choreographed thing. Like there was no equivalent to what he was doing, at least here in the States. So I think in that sense too, like it caught people's eye because it's like, we don't have anybody else who's doing stuff like this. Like we don't have any kind of artist who is, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I feel like again the only like comparison I can make, and it isn't a one to one, but the only thing that's slightly similar to me is Eminem,
1: because
0: mm, mm-hmm. like Eminem came out with this like very raunchy music, the parents didn't like it, but also he was like funny and goofy and like wearing silly costumes in yeah, his yeah, music yeah. videos and stuff. But also, but also it's like not the same at all because like he was a young shitty punk, right? And like, yeah, Psy and was a And he made
1: like really offensive stuff. Right. And Psy, Psy's music is not offensive. It's explicit and it might be inappropriate, but he- Because it's
0: like sexual or he uses yeah, curse Yeah, he words. uses
1: innuendos and stuff. But he's not like homophobic or right. like insulting other races yes. or like Eminem says horribly derogatory shit. And that's not the kind of music Psy makes. Right, like right, right. His second album was about his like- arrest and mm-hmm. like the censorship and stuff. But, and so like he writes about like real things sometimes, but he's not like insulting other people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's still doing it in this sort of laughable way yeah. that like, yeah, I don't know. He's not as like harsh sure, as sure, someone sure, like Eminem. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, because like that has never been an aspect of his controversy. I think like, the controversies he's had in Korea have been fairly... I mean, the drug thing is a big deal, but in the sense of, like, I don't know, he's never, like, harmed anyone or whatever. And, like, the controversy he had in the States of, like, oh, like, he's an angry, like, anti-American, like, whatever. Like, those are not the kinds of controversies he usually gets into. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's not because he's saying inflammatory shit. It's usually just because he's, like, cursing. Right. And, like... I don't know. Or just being a little little too Leaving his life. Yeah. Just yeah. Just being a little lewd. Yeah. A little rude and lewd. Yeah. Lewd, but never rude. Yeah. Well, he's just a dad. He's just
0: a nice, yeah. I mean, dad.
1: even by the time, like, even throughout all of his controversies, like, he married his wife, like, in between, like, I think after his like fourth album or something, he married her, like, right before he enlisted or before he had to go back the second time. I don't know. He's been like a happily married, like, family man. Yeah, he has twin like, for years. Yeah, since like two thousand five. So um. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a guy. He's just a guy, but. It's it's interesting that he had And maybe this that is part of maybe that is part, part of the, the, the viral
0: appeal is that he was just a guy. Mm-hmm. Like so much of K pop and so much of like, you know, is idols. Yeah. Being these like, this, like untouchably like perfect, gorgeous, perfect, perfect yeah. people. And Sai is like happily imperfect and Mm -hmm. maybe that's
1: like what people latch on to maybe maybe i did see a lot of people a lot of like western media that discussed sort of this like quote unquote breath of fresh air he brought to the like manufactured perfection of k-pop um completely ignoring the fact that he's been around since 2001 but (laughs) But it is, that was a very common comparison of Mm -hmm. like what he was bringing to the table aesthetically um, that sort of broke this mold of what people had come to expect from K pop, I guess. Um, So it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that this song exploded in such a way. And I think like we can tie so, like, we can trace so much of K-pop's spread to this moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's fascinating now looking at it from 10 years, mm-hmm. um, from 10 years ago or 10 years in the future. Because
0: I, I remember like one of my other early, I was trying to remember my, like, when did I see it the first time? Or like, mm-hmm. how did I know about yeah, the yeah. style? And I remember telling you about like what the song meant at dinner one time. And then I also remember looking up a video of him performing Gangnam Style in Korea mm. at an outdoor festival. It might have even been Summer SummerSlam, which is a thing that he does, or it was some kind of outdoor concert. And this was like an aerial shot of these tens of thousands of people, and they were all, all like jumping the at the same time and like singing it so loud. And I just remember being so. Overwhelmed by it. Like, I think I got like tears in my eyes because Mm -hmm. I was just like so overwhelmed at seeing so many people. Like, I think that was the first time that I like understood truly how famous he was Mm -hmm. or how big the song was and that it wasn't just like this weird little joke. Like, yeah, this dude is like hella famous and like these fans like really show up. And now that's a thing that I feel like I've seen a lot. watching lots of k-pop but it never ceases to overwhelm me when Mm -hmm. i see you know like someone's tokyo dome show and it's like look at look at all of these people yeah but i feel like that was my first like real exposure to like Mm -hmm. how big k-pop is and how many fans really do like show up for things
1: yeah and i feel like I, i i mean i was a senior in college when this song came out and so i remember like it being viral in the sense of like everybody was talking about it and I'm sure my school did some stupid parody video to it that was like right. a theater school, Everyone a theater did, and a film seems. school so of course it did but uh, I remember that not really being discussed like the level of fame that he was and like Mm -hmm. i feel like he was really treated as like this is the first thing he's ever done just showed up yeah, he just started and like at that point he had been in the game for over a decade already Mm -hmm. and like had already the reputation and the name to pull tens of thousands of people into a crowd uh for just him and i feel like At least here in the States, we super ignored that when, when like introducing him to ourselves or whatever, like people just didn't really, people really glossed over how established he already was. I
0: think that's like, we've discussed like around this topic before when talking about K-pop outside of Korea. But I think that that's just like a really yucky, toxic thing about Western media or Western fans that they like don't respect something until they like it. Yeah, You could say like, this person is so fucking popular in Korea, they sold millions of albums yeah, yeah, and yeah. people are like, but they're Koreans. They don't count. Totally, It's like yeah, a yeah, really yeah. gross othering of like, if yeah. you're famous somewhere else, that doesn't matter to me. Yes. It only matters that you're famous where I am. Yeah,
1: and it's like such a... It's such an insanely twisted perspective. I remember reading about like there's a Chinese actress named Fan Bingbing, yes. and she had like disappeared. Right, she, she got, got in trouble with the government and like disappeared. And people were talking about how like she is the most famous actress in the world. Like she is she, you can't you, comprehend, like you there's cannot understand of exactly. In China. And it was and people were like, but I've never heard of her. And it's like, but China has literally billions of people, and they all know who she. is is so on that alone she is the most famous in the whole world like get out of your little get bubble out of
0: your little bubbles man we there's all live world. in teeny tiny
1: bubbles but there's bigger ones out there <laughs> <laughs> um, um so yeah it, it it's just fascinating to see it um you know skew things um especially like now that we have kind of established ourselves as sort of like pop culture historians in this aspect where we, like, do take a look at kind of, like, the different sides of the coin as much as possible. And, yeah, it's funny to to do this retrospective and be like, oh, look at all these super racist articles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> these, like, articles that are just written with such a level of, like, derision for the K-pop music industry mm-hmm. in general. And, like, I don't know. I read this one that, like, I literally – I, like – the equivalent of like turning it off halfway through. I was just like, I can't stomach this anymore because they were being so backhandedly rude. Yeah. Like about like reveling How in his success. And, yeah, that like this what weird a Asian
0: guy is. Popular. In this
1: ridiculous genre of inauthentic music. Like, he's a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, oh fuck you. <laughs> like I can't. Okay. We're done. Yeah. We're done here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was a really, it's a
0: really fascinating moment in time Mm -hmm. to like look back at. And I also wonder, like you said, if, if something like this could ever happen again, Mm -hmm. because I feel like every year, every month, every minute, like the culture in general gets like splintered infinitely and into the, yeah. these teeny little cultures and like back in the day when there was no internet and the only thing were the five channels on tv like something could be so popular because everybody knew about it yeah and nowadays something that everybody knows about is like few and far between because everyone has the internet so that they mm-hmm. can just Get in their own yeah. little tiny subcultures. Stay in your and little And Yeah, there are YouTubers that have 50 million followers. I've no idea who they are. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there used to be a time where people were famous and everyone knew them. And I feel like this Gangnam style was like maybe the last time that like everyone in the world was paying attention to, to this, this like one thing.
1: thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And it's
0: just very fascinating to like think about and look at. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah,
1: and it'll be interesting to see if something like this ever happens again. Ever happens again.
0: Um, But to leave us, the last thing to leave us on, and then we're going to watch Gangnam Style to keep this episode hella on topic. Love it. Um, I just wanted to note that, like, the song lives on because this year, like, just a few months ago, on TikTok, there was a trend. People used it for trauma dumping, for, like, the most upsetting trauma dumping that you could imagine. But it was... It uses a remix of Gangnam Style by a DJ who is under the TikTok at Kooz K O O Z E in October of last year, and it is a remix of Gangnam Style with a song called n Side" by Steve Lacey and this remix fucking slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. They're all, the worst. <laughs> They're all the worst possible things you could fucking think of set to this jam.
1: Oh, my God. Mm. These are horrifying. Whoa. Yikes. I don't want to watch this anymore. But no, the don't. song is but, fun. <laughs> but the remix is
0: really good. And I just thought it was like just funny and a testament to the song that you know that it just it lives on it lives on in tiktok trends and it lives on in all of our hearts and again it's still it's still being watched constantly yeah it's really really high I, it's still top five most youtube watched
1: ever absolutely absolutely which is nuts. we'll live probably forever in the youtube hall of fame
0: yeah so thank you si for uh Bringing the world together in just this one small moment of 2012, really? you united the world with your silly little song. And that's really fun. And with that, we'll be right back to watch Gangnam Style. All right, we are back and we're going to close this off with a viewing of the video we've been talking about for an hour and a half. So <laughs> if you would like to watch Gogno Style with us, pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Oh, see we got, that fan has his face on it. And
1: there was like a plane with a banner with his face on it too.
0: I love Cartoon Psy. We hadn't discussed it, but it's been part of his whole career. Like, the original weird little drawing of Psy is on his first album. He, like, established that as his brand, Mm -hmm. like, Cartoon Psy. Yeah, and
1: he continues to this day. Like, even his most recent ninth album has a cartoon of his face on it. Like, that's just his thing. It's like his logo. Yes! All the trash! And then
0: this, if you look at the dancer on the left, she starts laughing and has to try to, like... (laughs) Pull it back in. But he just keeps like <laughs> nothing this is phasing on him. the right is like eating
1: <laughs> the foam.
0: That part we're yes. yelling. Oh and those khakis, I meant to mention it earlier, but those oh. khaki shorts are like drop crotched and they're so ugly. And they have insane
1: pleats on the front. <laughs> Here we are in some, oh it's a horse, obviously. Yes. Yeah, and and that dance. dance, he does that in Daddy too. Yes, the little, the little shuffle. Like shuffle. It's funny, I can see that this very, the very first comment on here from two years ago, this guy appeared out of nowhere and everyone just accepted it. They didn't question it, just accepted it and bowed down. Actually, he did not appear out of nowhere. No. To you, he appeared out of nowhere.
0: See, and here's there the one <laughs> moment of elevator, and it's only
1: this little bit. <laughs> it is really ridiculous. It's, yeah, though. It's like very it's super effective. funny.
0: And he wore that exact same outfit when he appeared in a Systar music video a few yes. years later. Mm-hmm. And there's here's Yana. our
1: baby Hiana sexy dancing
0: in a subway little peplum sweater yeah. see look she has no eyebrows yeah. they're so light no eyebrows
1: <laughs> that's what she looked like when she first went solo i know oh and
0: i forgot to talk about opa dress my style oh, which yeah. was the follow-up like car commercial that they
1: did that they did together <laughs>
0: But like the girl in the back with like the neon fringe top like that's mm. so this and gen this of like pop tra- this
1: like trash bag skirt that the other girl was wearing And that halter like mock turtleneck drapey top that the girls are wearing Yeah, I agree with you that looks outside. Yeah.
0: I mean, it looks clubby because of the smoke and the lasers, but I think they're, like, out... Look, that looks like a whole, like, outside of a train station or something. Yeah, that's outside
1: somewhere, for sure.
0: See, we got a surgeon and a
1: boxer and a graduate. (laughs) And (laughs) a cheerleader. And this guy looks like a trash man. Oh, there's UJ Suk.
0: And there it is. And then we get a long outro of continued dance fighting i think it was also funny i didn't mention this but like that uj sucks yellow suit and the uh hung in the elevator like their outfits were also included in yes, every parody in you gotta yeah. have one guy and even in when i mentioned suit. when um or i might have skipped it because he was performing gentleman, but When Psy and Tracy Morgan presented at like a music show, Mm. music award, Tracy Morgan was Was dressed in that full yellow yellow suit suit thing. There you
1: go. Yeah. It was just so iconic. It really was. Everything about it. Everything about it was. So yeah, it was really fun to explore it today
0: and to, I don't know, just think about that like 10 years have passed and- yeah.
1: Yeah, and he <sighs> continues to... I mean, he continues to make exactly the kind of music that he's always made. I think that his... Like, not, like, if you were to watch this and then immediately go to his most recent single, which was called That That, there would... It's the same style. Like, yeah. the song sounds different, but it's the same kind of quirkiness. It's the same kind of, like, dance music. It's the same kind of, like, fun, like, eye-grabbing choreo. It He... Has a shtick.
0: Yeah. And I love that also that the shtick seems to include like also including some of the most popular people of yes. the time. Like this video he has Hyuna in it and daddy has CL in it and the that, new song has, has, has Suga in me. it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he always,
1: he always finds a way to like yeah. get everybody involved. Mm hmm yeah he does and people I mean I think this is like a testament to how popular he is that like celebrities of all kinds will agree to be in his music yeah. videos like he has celeb cameos in so many of his videos mm-hmm. even ones where they are not like a featured art like hyana doesn't sing on this song right and like Naun doesn't sing on new- face. new face but she's like the star of the music video yeah so people just love Sai.
0: yeah they do um, all right, weekly recommendation time. Yes. yes.
1: Yes, weekly recommendations. I am so excited to be so on top of things today <laughs> because I get to recommend my baby Hyolin, who has recently released her third mini album called Ice, I C E. And uh the music video, I think the title track is called No Thanks. And the music video came out like yesterday <laughs> um and the song is really fun it's cute i like it it's super dancey um it's catchy and she looks phenomenal yeah. and i'm really 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 excited for our sister reunion yeah later this summer so exciting i can't wait oh it's gonna be r.i.p
0: so sketchbook but r.i.p sketchbook going out but on. what a way to go yeah
1: you're wild. bringing us all up yeah, while they bring you down, <laughs> while they bring you
0: down, man, that whole thing is crazy. Yeah, we'll have to get into that someday Another when the day. dust is settled. Another but- day. Um, yeah, I feel like I know this was my recommendation last week, but I hadn't seen it yet. So I just want to like take a minute to like personally uh, declare that I think Chobom copycat is spectacular. (laughs) I saw lots of people talking on the discord. They like thought it was boring. Disagree. I think it's so I just like love it. It's a it's it's the same kind of song. It's Doja Cat. Kiss me more. It's Taeon weekend, mm-hmm. but it's Chobom copycat. It's like this it's it's a really yes. similar like style of a song and I just think that it is like so fun. The music video is like extra weird and quirky, but I have just been loving the stages whoever is styling them oh my right God, now all the
1: outfits. All the outfits are so fantastic.
0: They're so great. Yeah. They're just like really great and I'm really enjoying like I don't know, it's been It's actually never happened that one of my alt biases has been in a subunit because Mino's never done shit like that. So it's just like very exciting to see two A-Pinks get to do something that is not Mm A-Pink at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not that it's so, so different from anything they've ever done with A-Pink, but it also is. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they've never done this level of, like, quirky. Yeah. And I also feel like the sexiness of this quirky is an upped level of a sexiness that they've ever done before. Even
1: in the outfits themselves, I would say. Like, the things that Balmy in particular has been wearing lately. Like, it's very trendy. It's very strappy. It's a lot of skin and cutouts. And, like, they are definitely bringing... A side of themselves that they that doesn't come out in A Pink. Yeah. Even though A Pink like does create now more like mature, like we're women, we're making like grown up women music, sort of like the only girl group who's making like grown up sexy woman music. But uh, yeah, this is like a different a different style, it's and a it's fun thing. It's and a yeah. little more tongue in cheek. Yeah, because
0: Chorong's thirty now, mm-hmm. and like.
1: Yeah, I feel like once and they've you been get doing this for a, like ten years or whatever. Like yeah. like, yeah, I saw, I sent you this adorable video. Oh my video. god,
0: I cried at it.
1: Oh my god, I watched it. So, I just like let it loop so many times. But uh, BoMi and and were at a little like meeting their fans outside of a music show, and one of their fans that they've like known since debut brought her baby. To see them. Yes. And Bomi, like, recognizes her in the crowd and is like, oh, my God, you brought your baby. And they're like, honey, she looks just yes, like Chung you. Yes, is like, honey, she looks just like you. She's so cute. And, they're and like, Bomi oh my is like, God. well, you guys all, like, she's been a fan since debut. And, like, now she's here with her baby. Are all of you guys going to come back even after you're married? And the whole crowd goes, yes. And she's like, oh, really? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> but it was just, like,
0: really sweet because it was, like, you could see in the moment when they saw her. Like, you could see in their eyes, like being really like touched and like oh my god cute baby but also
1: like deeply feeling their age and the like Chorong has like she flashes through like six different (laughs) emotions immediately it's really funny like
0: baby your baby are we are we old enough to have babies yeah yeah you see her do the math
1: (laughs) and be like oh my god like (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny
0: But it was really, I'm just, I'm really into it. And I think that the mini is really great. The third song on it, I want to make sure I get the title right, because I think it is really good. Feel Something, the third uh, track on the little mini, I think is excellent. Great. It's really good. I just, I'm very proud of them and I'm excited that they like did a little something like as a little unit. And I hope that the other three, like, I don't know if they want to do little units, yeah, they can. yeah. That would be so fun. That would be really fun. Um, and I guess preemptive recommendation once again, because everything keeps coming out like <laughs> the day after we do this. But Hiona's back tomorrow.
1: Yay! Nabira. The trailer or the teaser looked fun.
0: Yeah, it does I look like fun. It. it sounds really catchy. I'm excited. And it has speaking of the Macarena, the dance is very Macarena-esque. Yes. So. The dance
1: looks like a, a an easy viral dance. Yeah. Which I was when we were talking about that earlier of like is it even possible for a song like this to to get so popular nowadays? And I was thinking about how, like, it often feels lately that, like, a lot of songs are choreographed to be TikTok challenges or whatever, and, like, every single song that comes out has a challenge to go with Mm -hmm. it, and it's, like, groups are always trying to make their stuff go viral, but there's so much of it that, like, is it even possible? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. fascinating, very fascinating. But anyway, tons of fun summer things continuing to come out. This truly, I feel like, has been a summer of ladies so yes, far. Yes, the girls um, have really
0: been coming through. Yeah, these past couple of mm-hmm. months, Chunga
1: just came back. Yes. with the super summery song. Stacy came back today.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. like yeah. There's the it had been when we were so looking me and
1: Nayan earlier this summer. Yes! Like yeah. Yes. Oh, and for the other one, another Wonder Girl, is going solo. I saw. She's released the song so far. Um, oh shit, I don't remember what the name of the song is. But um, there's no music video for it yet because the music video, I believe, is going to be released when the album is going to be released, which is in a couple of days. Oh, it's called Glass Heart. So Sunny, there's a live clip and then there's like the audio version, but you will be able to actually buy the the little EP end the song in a few days yeah so very exciting summer of ladies yes I love it I love it um
0: alright that is it for this week's episode um if you want to tell us what you thought of it or tell us anything at all we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram Pod at gmail.com for emails you can call us or text us at 181 AMAKpop5 um patreon.com slash amakpop pod for Patreon episodes, um, just letting just letting all know now, because when we recorded last week's episode, it hadn't happened yet. We promised you SM Summer Reactions for Patreon, yeah. but we had technical difficulties at KPSN, so it did not work out. So yes. we're going to have to like do that one from scratch, but we promised it. You will still it, get, so it. We'll get it, it just
1: won't be the live episode <laughs> from KPSN, because that ended up being more of a guess this music video yes, we played guess this game this on the video. fly <laughs> because we couldn't get our playlist to play um but yeah so patreon patrons don't worry we haven't forgotten about you but you're gonna get uh something slightly repackaged yeah mm-hmm. it'll be fine yeah. um we do also if you have packages or something you want to mm. send us we have a p.o box 26096 uh los angeles california 90026 that was such a good
0: segue. Yeah. <laughs> Killing it. Um, and everything else can be found on our Linktree, Linktree link slash k pop. You can get to our YouTube and Spotify and join our Discord and talk to other listeners over there. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll be back next week with something special as always. Thanks for hanging out for this uh, deep dive into a single song. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that it was helpful. We just wanted to, you know, this show is all about just curating the history and keeping it in one spot. So like the song was too big of a moment to not Mm -hmm. get its own.
1: Well and that like we you know that the 10th anniversary overlapped with the existence of our podcast we can't let that go unnoticed this was a fucking moment yeah. all around the world the the k-pop song heard around the world we can definitively say we can this is
0: the one say that mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah
1: so thanks for listening and
0: we will see you next week goodbye bye Yan, you're our inspiration